Remember, whatever discipline you're in, whether you're a musician or a photographer, a fine artist or a cartoonist, a writer, a dancer, a singer, a designer, this is what you should do. Make good art. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the sixth episode of um, Creative Souls podcast. This month, um, we're coming back with a series on mental health. Um, we have just finished our Stop Agent 8 Relay and um, the podcast series. And this month is Mental Health Awareness Month, this entire month of, um, in May. So, yeah, um, in this episode, we are going to talk about mental health in general and um, anxiety and depression and I am going to share my experience as well as um, you know my thoughts on it along with our two wonderful guests <laughs> Amelia and Jamila so yes um, without further ado let's get into it straight and let's meet our guests Welcome to the show, guys. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. Um, yes. yeah, do, you, do you guys want to introduce yourselves and your, your background and how you guys came to Korea, how you've been here for? Hi, I'm Amelia. I'm from Singapore. I came to Korea originally to do my master's at Yonsei University. And after that, I started working. And so it's been more than three years, I guess, since I moved to Korea. Yep. And I'm one of the members at Creative Soul. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, I guess it's my turn yes. now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I'm Jamila. Uh, most people might know me through anxiety and kimbap. Uh, I originally came to Korea, though, on E2 visa. I taught English like everyone else. Um, <laughs> I originally quit, though, so I can give my full attention to my shop and other side activities I want to do. And that's pretty much about me. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, okay, just to give information about myself, I'm I'm the co-founder um, of, of Creative Soul, and I... I grew up abroad. Um, I was in the UK for for the past five years doing my undergraduate and postgraduate studies. And yeah, I've I've been back in Korea since last year um, because of the pandemic, obviously. <laughs> and um, yeah, um, I'm a really like big big advocate for for mental health. Mm-hmm. And I think you know it's important that that we have the conversation about mental health, especially because you know how it's it's Mental Health Awareness Month and how the conversation about it isn't really happening a lot in in Korea. Mm. So, yeah, that's the that's the kind of thought process that went in behind in, you know, producing this podcast. Um how have you guys been um when it comes to, you know, like dealing with mental health in Korea? Like you guys been here for a while and how have you been like uh, for the past year as we go through this pandemic? Like <laughs> I'll go. Um, as far as like mental health, how has my mental health been? Mm-hmm. It's been a mess. <laughs> like I'm, I'm very upfront and honest when it comes to how I feel, because I feel like holding in only mm-hmm. makes it worse. Um, so whenever anyone asks me this question, oh, how are you? Oh, it's been a crazy week. I'm a mess. <laughs> um, last year when Corona hit, um, that's when a lot of stuff like really hit the fan. And as far as like with my, I, I have anxiety. So with that, there's like panic attacks and 
tense jaw muscles, like no sleep, just everything was a mess because everything was uncertain. And there was nothing that I could grasp or like hold on to. Like I lost jobs because like schools closed, so I wasn't mm-hmm. making money. And it was just like, ah, like, can I like grab on to something? And it was like, no, you can't. And I'm like, ah, dang. So what I had to do was I had to visit a psychiatrist mm-hmm. um, and I got meds and it kind of helped a little bit. But I mean, the same problems that triggered it more were still there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess what that would help with that was I talked to some close friends about it. Like we related like, oh, yeah, you know, things suck right now. Um Lots of Netflix. <laughs> right. Um, also, like, journaling. Like, mm. it gets so much ish, you know, like, ew, you journal? You have a little diary? But it helps so much. Um, bringing it back to um, 2021, the new year. Earlier this year, I had some bouts with depression and anxiety. It's like, ooh, depression, ooh, anxiety, ooh, 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 ooh. So I'm like, ah, what's happening? You know, they say don't go to Google, you know, because that's when stuff is like, oh, yeah. you might be bipolar. Like, right. <laughs> yes. Um, But I did it, you know. I was like. Can't help it. Yeah, sometimes. you know, depression, anxiety, know. what's wrong with me? What's happening? And what popped up was ADHD. Yeah. Right, I see that. But, you know, I, I was like scrolling, like reading the symptoms like, hmm, are they spying on me? Like, this sounds like me. But uh, so that's still like an ongoing thing right there. Scooby-Doo mystery. <laughs> is it really ADHD or is it really anxiety? Um, that's pretty much how I am right now. I'm trying to get to the bottom of like what's really happening with me, mm-hmm. uh, with my triggers lately. So that that's pretty much it. <laughs> mm, for myself, I struggle a lot, of course, like everyone for the past year, which was actually... Um, exacerbated by the fact that I was in a really toxic job situation. So thankfully that's in the past now because I'm, I've moved on from that job. So on the job front at least I'm a lot better. But we just ended um, Ramadan, the mm. fasting month. Yes, and it was, it was a real struggle for me mm. because I mean I'm the only one fasting in my office, right? Since I'm the only Muslim. And the fact that I won't be, I would, I mean, I'm not able to go back to my family after the month was over to celebrate was honestly more difficult for me this year than the past few years. Yeah, because it's the third year. And I mean, I have like sick relatives back home. And my mom was telling me like, you know, the last time you, I'm glad that you came back. I, I went back in last December for a short trip. And she was like, you know, it's it's good that you came back because it might have been the last time you see some people. And I'm yeah. like, oh, it was really difficult yeah. to listen to hear that. So yeah, it's been a real struggle, and of course there were bouts of loneliness because I broke fast by myself. I have a question. Yes. So I hear you like talking. It's like it's really really hard. Do you have like people similar to you around mm-hmm. you, like a little community where you could like celebrate things like that? Oh or? yes, actually. Um, after this session, mm. I, I am going to someone's house to eat good food. Okay. That was like <laughs> yeah. getting like really sad of him, like, oh no, like, yeah. it's needed. Yeah, but you know, with all the restrictions in Korea, it's really yeah. hard to gather. So we just meet in like small groups here and there. Yeah, very but it's, yeah okay. it's just different from celebrating back home with family. Yeah, lots of people. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So 
Mm. I mean, that's how the past year has been. Same mm. as everyone, I guess, struggling in mm. different ways. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've had anxiety, depression since like five years ago. Like I had it when I was in the university. Mm. And then, um, yeah. And I came back last, beginning of last year. I think it was better in the beginning because I was around my family. You know, it, I was still like getting used to the environment here. But then I think, um, it kind of, like, I was really stressed because I had to kind of get used to the the society here, you know, because, I, like, I'm working now. And I think the pressure and the stress coming from that, like, that kind of brought my anxiety back. <laughs> so I've been struggling a lot as well for the past year, you know, because Korea is really different to how it is in the UK. And because it's so different, you know, the way we think is really different. The way that I educate it was really different. And kind of people here kind of want me to kind of fit into the, to the labels that they put on you. And those kind of issues, um, I was, I was dealing with that. And, um, I went to see a therapist. I've actually been seeing therapists for the past like five years because I was in the university and like they had free counseling mm-hmm. services. So I've been seeing therapists for quite a while. It's just like I came back here and I've, um, I had to search for a new therapist because now I'm not a student anymore and I have to pay for it, right? right. And also the fact that because of the perception in Korea, when you when you say, oh, I'm going to go to see a therapist, it's not really that like encouraging. positive, encouraging <laughs> yeah. because yes. of the way they think. Like they they think that if you go to see a therapist, there's something, something wrong, wrong with you. With you. Oh, yes. like, you're just crazy. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like that with my family as well. It, even my family because they're like, I do understand their perspective because they're like, they're born and raised in Korea, you know, like mm. they, they're like 40, 50 now. And like, obviously I get it. I understand, but it's like, it is stressful for me <laughs> because like I grew up in different environment and different, I received different education. So yeah, um, I've been seeing a therapist and I personally went through a lot of like struggles as well because I lost, um, I lost a friend of mine because, um, of, um, like mental health issues. And like, because a lot of people know that like, I'm really, I'm a really big advocate of it. And you know mm-hmm. how like, I always talk about mental health and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, we should care about it. And you should go talk to someone. And I, at one point when I, when I heard that news that like, I was really upset about myself <laughs> because, because I care so much about it. And when it come to, when it came to my friend, you know, I wasn't able to do anything about it. So I was like, do I even have the right to talk about it anymore? You know, mm-hmm. I was at that point. And then, um, now like, Obviously, it's taking me time to to get through it, but I think I've, I think I've come to realize that it's like that's like the least I can do, you know. Like for people who are struggling, you know, I think it's like I should talk about it to, to raise awareness, and you know, I think it, that's like that's the least I can do for people mm-hmm. going through that. Um, yeah, I have that same problem. Like, I I want to help people so much. I'm just mm-hmm. like. Oh, I see you're like going through this. Maybe you should like reach out and like talk to someone, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you cannot force that like mm-hmm. on people because right. they have to want to help themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. And what I was doing was um constantly like, "Oh, you should go do this. You should go do this." Mm-hmm. But that's not my role and that's mm-hmm. not my life to live. Mm-hmm. I can just like, you know, just be there. Correct. You know? And when they're ready, like, "Oh yeah, we can mm-hmm. go find mm-hmm. you help." Like it's I think it's important that we create yeah, like create a space and create a platform where people mm-hmm. can like people feel safe to do that, you know? Yeah. Because I think in Korea that's not really it's not really happening because it's kind of become a taboo. Yeah, like that's actually the question that I wanted to ask. Um like what what are your thoughts on that, you know, how the how Korea is dealing with mental health issues? Um, I what I think about it because like 
Korea is like, it's one, like Uri Nara, like it's one. Mm. So <laughs> if someone's like, hey, I'm not feeling well, you know, because of this, everyone's like, I, I go through that too, but you right. don't see me like complaining right. about it. Like you're weak, like stop. But yes. if you look at the culture, like drinking culture is so heavy here. And you have to like, but why? why? Is like, why is that? <laughs> who, who wants to be drunk on the side of the road like right. every night? And it's like, well, mental things going on there, heart, mm-hmm. like overworking, like all these things that nobody wants to talk about. Mm-hmm. Then it becomes these like bad habits. You right. have people like smoking like three packs a day drinking and it's like well you have to get to the root of that but no one wants to speak about it they, they just want to continue living in denial basically right, nothing is wrong nothing is wrong this is just our culture we just like to smoke and drink yeah but it's actually like killing people more yes, than suicide and right. suicide is high here right but people not getting the help they need like mm. it's killing them in other ways and everyone's like mm-hmm. blind to it mm. it's crazy um i came here as an e2 visa mm-hmm. and um middle school high school i was actually hospitalized um, mm-hmm. for a suicide attempt um, and I had to be there for like a month mm-hmm. um, so that's something in my mental history and I have I was seeing a psychiatrist seeing therapists on and off meds like trying to figure out like what worked for me mm-hmm. um, and when I got the application it was like do you have a history of mental problems and I'm like do I honestly answer that or do I lie? And I I looked online, like I searched like aspect groups or people who are already here, like, how do you answer that question? Right. Everyone was like, just lie. lie. Just lie, I'm yeah. Like, I didn't feel comfortable doing it because mm-hmm. like I wanted to be on- um, honest. Honest, but if you also wanted to come yeah. here. <laughs> so I did it. I was mm-hmm. like, no. <laughs> But then I got here and like I had issues. Like you could see it. Like if I came to work, like oh, what's wrong with her? Mm-hmm. It's like oh, it must be nothing because obviously mm-hmm. she worked no, <laughs> yeah, on this application. Right. Um, and with that, um, there are mental institutions here. I've had friends that have went to visit like psychiatrists here. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's like really iffy because the psychiatrists are also like stuck in that mentality of like, come on now, you're faking it. Like, oh. and just, and they just throw medication. Right. At it. They love to just, okay. Yeah. yeah. Just, here's yeah. medicine. Like, yeah. you just want medicine, right? Yeah. So just take it. Um, if you look at, um, the past suicides with celebrities, you've seen like, they actually tried to get help. And right. They tried. And in their notes, they'll tell you what the psychiatrist told them. And it's right. like, it you was... cannot say that. That is not okay. Like, where did you get your license? Like, mm-hmm. seriously? Yeah, I feel like um, reading that was actually very triggering and upsetting. It, yeah, that it someone really was. someone who's in a professional, you know, basis will actually say that to a patient is just yeah. it's just wrong. When I saw that, like when I read it, like I was upset. Like right. I was like, I I felt like I went through so many emotions in that right. one sitting on my phone. Like, Precisely. Yeah, like because like in America, I'm sure if someone said that, like. You, they could lose their license, especially if it so. led to like a suicide. Like right. that's like really major. I think what Korea needs to do is, um, they should have the talk. Like someone should really like be out there mm-hmm. because I'm foreign. I cannot do that because I have a foreign face. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, Westerners, they come here, they try to take over and put their issues on us. Like it has to come from within. Like people have to be tired of always like, 
seeing these headlines and everything and like do something. Mm -hmm. But what I can do is, you know, I can just be here with my platform. It's in English. There's some Korean and mm -hmm. just like constantly like post and talk about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um I think the problem with it is though because they're not really educated about it mm. ever since they're like mm -hmm. young. And that's that's why they don't know how to initiate the conversation about it. And yeah. I also think that I mean the government is really very superficial when it comes to like oh, talking yeah. about mental health like oh There are so many suicides on Han River. Why don't we just pay some, like, you know, so encouraging cool. messages yeah. and then people will decide not to, you know, jump because they see these encouraging messages. And I'm just like... That's but true. But the thing is, what happened was the reverse. People read these messages and more people were inclined to jump. It was like, what is happening here? It was so weird. People, I feel like because they're not educated, they have this perception that, like, It's not really an illness, you know, like depression mm -hmm. and anxiety. They don't think it's right. an illness. They just think that, thing. oh no, they just need people to tell them exactly. nice things and, just, and everything will be fine. They just think it's like, it's a, it's just you feeling low. But mm -hmm. it's like, it's not like that, you know, it's yeah. a real, it's real it's illnesses illness. with real yeah. symptoms. Yeah, whenever I talk to a Korean friend about it and they're like, oh, people just make it up. I'm just like, well... <sighs> So then you err on the side of caution, though. Yeah, you know, if mm. my liver is like, if I'm in pain, you know, I'm like, ow. I'm like, and I tell them, like, oh, it hurts. I'm uh -huh. like, oh, go to a hospital. You should see a doctor. Right. But, oh, I have depression. It's okay. You'll be all right. Yeah. It's like, well. Just cry it out. Yeah, You'll be fine after it's that. It's my brain. Like, <laughs> is not the brain an organ? Like, yeah. should I also, like, go to, like, a hospital for that, too? And it's just like, I have to break it down like that sometimes. Like, basic. And it's like, you know, right. the brain. is Chemicals. <laughs> imbalances. Ooh. <laughs> And then they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> but I think if, like those people who tell us these things sometimes, I think they themselves struggle with it, but they don't want to admit it to themselves. So they are also trying to, you know, live in their delusion maybe that they are fine. Have you yeah. tried to talk to a Korean friend about like issues like that? Like how did it come off like with them? Like how did they like accept it? Like I have spoken to Korean friends about it, but I mean, most of them just try not to talk about it. They just try to change the subject. It's like they they say, oh yeah, it's stressful, but like everyone lives with that kind of stress. Right. But you know, like that doesn't mean that I have to suffer that stress, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think it's just generally like that. They don't really, they don't want to talk about it. They just avoid it if it's going to create some kind of controversy or, you know, they worry because other people are going to judge them, you know? Right. When they kind of speak up about it. It's like, true. <laughs> that it's true. kind of avoids them from initiating the conversation I think yeah but and it comes back to like the the one like seeing yourself as others mm -hmm. yeah but I mean that's why I was really quite thankful when um, the idol I like actually spoke out about mental health mm -hmm. yeah and he talked about all the celebrity suicides and how you know we are as a, as a society Korea just throws medicine when medicine isn't going to help the root problem the root of the problem It's yeah. like like loads of people in Korea. I think uh, it, maybe it's not just in Korea. It's just globally like that. But like it's it's more in Korea. They care so much about their physical health, right? They they want to, yes. like they exercise so much and they want to eat healthy. They want to keep their body fit, right? Right. But they don't they think don't about do, the mental yeah, health exactly. because I for me like to me it's like mental health is something that every single person is born with, just in the same way as physical health. Mm -hmm. But like I feel like people don't like pay enough attention to it as much as they do to their physical health you know some people think that it's uh it's either you're mentally ill or not but it's not like that you know it's like a a lot of things in life you will struggle in life it's just yeah and, when 
the thing that I want to talk about is like, you know, like, um, you know how in society, like they give you binary questions, you know, like they ask you for answers, like it has to be A or B. Mm. But a lot of things in life don't work like that. It's like a spectrum. Mm. And I think mental health is also like a spectrum. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's not like a binary concept, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think, I think a lot of people just lack understanding understanding, of mental health. Yes. Yeah. That's like also true. Like the whole spectrum thing is just not depression and Mm. anxiety. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes it's something like even more serious than that disguising itself as anxiety or depression. Um, You know, there's like a lot of like mental things. You have autism Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. all these other things. And you see people around like interacting with the world i'm a people watcher and it's just like (laughs) me too (laughs) oh you know they're a little bit questionable like i wonder are they like seeing someone and you know the answer you know they're not right and then you see like if you travel to the big cities like pusan and we're like seoul station you see like the homeless population and like they're they're not acting right because Mm -hmm. it's like they're, they're struggling. Yeah, they're struggling. they're struggling. And you know, it's not because, oh, they can't find a job. It's like they're struggling with like so many other things, untreated mm-hmm. mental illness. And it's like they're just like on the streets and no one cares about that. And it's like, yeah. oh, you know, it just it breaks my heart really. Like, I'm like, oh, I hate going there to see it. Yeah. It's it's difficult to see these things really. Yeah, it really is. Because, because Adam, I mean, we end up just ignoring it because we know we, we can't do anything about it. Right. As foreigners, especially, there's yeah. nothing you can do. It's like you see these people, it's like, oh, they can have like bipolarism or like anything like that. And it's being untreated. They're left on the street mm-hmm. to just like do whatever. And it's like, when is someone going to get like a right. handle on that? Why is the government not like issuing policies to help their citizens, mm-hmm. you know? The other day I was like walking along Hongdae and there was a homeless guy and he screamed at like the public just in general and I got I got freaked out <laughs> because I mean yeah I mean I'm a female and then this random guy who's you know looking very disheveled and stuff starts screaming and you know obviously he has issues yeah and everyone's just like oh run away run away yeah and it's like they it's, paint him as a yeah, monster right but just but, imagine if like his country offered treatment mm-hmm. to treat this person he would be like a regular person and be like oh okay right yes oh, okay yeah so it was one of those things. <laughs> mm. Right, okay. I'm going to move on to the next question, which is like, what What are your ways of like raising awareness of it? Well, I talk a lot about it with my friends. So for, for many, many years since, I mean, I've been struggling with depression for pretty much all my life, I guess, <laughs> since I was 11, 12. <laughs> yeah, I grew up in Singapore and I, I had strict, really strict parents. So I was always, um, you know, forced to perform to really high standards and it gets difficult when oh my god I got a B in a test that is so like my parents are going to be so disappointed with me so I mean I've struggled with this kind of thoughts my whole life so my friends know about my struggles for many years and a lot of them actually reach out to me whenever they are struggling because they know that I will be able to understand them since I've been there you know and I guess that's the way I sort of raise awareness about it by making it normal for my friends to see that I talk about my mental health and it's, you know, there's nothing wrong with it at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, um, 
outside of anxiety and kimbap, I'll do both. Mm-hmm. Um, since I was hospitalized middle high school, I would always be open up front with my my friends. You mm-hmm. know, I would tell them my my past partners. I would let them know like ahead of time what they were getting into. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went to university, I talked with it with friends. I participated in um, seminars or things like that that happened on campus. Mm-hmm. So like learn more so I can be aware of things I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, when I came to Korea, maybe my, not my first year, but like the year after that, I started to like actively seek like a therapist mm-hmm. so I could like, you know, have someone. And I also would talk to talk about that with friends like, hey, like, how are you handling your mental health here? Mm-hmm. Like, how are you doing that? Um, with anxiety and kimbap, I... I do actively post a lot about mental illness, mental health. I joke about things. Like, I post a lot of memes because that's how we talk, you know? Mm -hmm. Some people, they don't want to talk about it seriously. Like, they feel like they're being attacked. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to, like, a person to feel attacked, Mm -hmm. you know? That's the last thing I want. So let's laugh about it, you know? Here's a funny meme. Here's, Mm -hmm. like, the serious. It's, like, what we need to talk about. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it. Um, I recently posted for people in Korea a link to like mental health places around Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, another aspect made the list and I was like, oh, this is like really helpful. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't know about it. Right. I'll put it in my link. So mm-hmm. anyone's like struggling, it's like, oh, where do I look? They can just like go and click it. Um, uh, I try my best to like just be here. You know, mm-hmm. as someone like, cause like it happens because people see my name. Oh, anxiety and camp off. Anxiety. Like I can right. talk to this person. She can relate. It happens a lot. Um, I try my best to listen. And if it's like really bad, I'll offer a place like, Oh, I went to this place. Like it was really nice. Maybe you can like check them mm-hmm. out. It's okay. Um, and that's pretty much it. Just like I'm here. Like I'm here and I'm available to listen. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's just the most I can do is listen. Yeah. Um, if people, like, would really want to help themselves, like, I I would like to, like, have places where I'm like, oh, you can go here, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But it's not there yet. So that's really right. all I can, like, offer is just yeah. be present. Yeah, because I think basically over here, the conversations are just not happening. Yeah. They're just not happening. You yeah. just have to try and make this kind of conversations normal. Yeah. Yeah. I th- yeah. I guess that's what I'm doing as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think because I work at a Korean company and I don't think anyone's interested in it. <laughs> but like, oh. I just, I just right. say it. And I mean, the conversation doesn't really continue, even if I say it. <laughs> they don't at least care. you have to start it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to do. Just, I mean, you know, making it normal for people. I mean, just telling people that it's okay to be honest and open about right. it, you know? Mm. I always talk about the fact that I have anxiety. I had depression. Mm-hmm. It's fine, <laughs> you know? Like, it's not that hard. It's not that difficult. It, yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with yeah, us. Exactly. We are all just human, you yeah, know? Yeah. There are times that you will struggle. Exactly, yeah. Life isn't always kind to us all the time. So, you know, you just have to learn how to deal with yeah, life's exactly, yeah. difficulties and challenges. Mm. I think the major thing that should happen is um for foreigners especially removing the do you have mental health oh, problems right. or if you do keep it like mm. it doesn't end with a negative mm. you know you're not getting hired 
it should be more of okay yeah. so we know what to look out yeah. for maybe and it's also like that in some korean companies mm-hmm. it's like are you like seeking these services and it's like if you are it's like no they need to leave here like asap yes. and that should be the first one removed like no consequences like it's a negative consequence to get help and i feel like a lot of people don't get help because of that mm-hmm. and that should be like the major first step like if someone gets fired or anything because they received mental health it should be um i'm really bad at english i'm missing a word in america mm-hmm. if someone um gets fired for like wearing a hijab yeah mm-hmm. they can go and report the job unlawful termination yeah like they can report the job and the job can face consequences because of the laws in place anti-discrimination boom (laughs) that's what's missing in korea Hmm. um if that was in place thank you so much like i've been here so long my english is like (laughs) no it's fine but it happens that's missing here and i feel like if there were anti-discrimination laws in place like Mm -hmm. You can nip so many things in the butt, like, oh, oh being discriminated for mental health. Mm-hmm. Boom. Like, if it's like, oh, I can go get help and my job won't fire me, mm-hmm. more people would do it. Right. I, and, you know, um, in my previous job, I actually, because I was really struggling with um, a really toxic boss, mm-hmm. and I brought it up to HR. So I actually had a conversa- conversation with HR, and I was like, you know, you really have to do something about this person because he's really killing the team. Hmm. And he was like, oh, you know, maybe you should take... um Because I, I requested to just work from home so I, I could at least be physically away from this person. And his reply was, how, how about you take your own leave and work from home? And I was like, no. So basically what you're telling me, I, I was really quite honest at that time. And I told him, you know, you're either telling me to quit or I'm just going to kill myself because I really cannot deal with this anymore. And he was like, oh, I'm, re- I'm very sorry that you're feeling this way. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I, I cannot stay in this company anymore because, mm. I mean, I'm being really honest here and the company is basically not trying trying to support me in any way. Yeah. yeah. And, but it was a risk for me to be so honest because, you know. And it shouldn't have been. Yeah. So that was difficult. But, yeah. But if there were those laws in place and your HR person did tell you that. Right. I could have. You could actually. have reported it <laughs> yes. and the problem could have been solved. Right. Yeah. It's, oh, but, it's uh, nice. Yeah. And, you know, um, also there's this fear that if I do seek help, then um, basically that is going to be on my record. And if I'm trying to renew my visa, will it affect would it a affect my visa? So I, I'm like, that, that has always been a constant source of fear <laughs> for me mm-hmm. to actually seek help yeah. like in Korea yeah. yeah because I mean I want to get my visa renewed <laughs> basically and I mean I, I don't know whether it will affect or not because we can't be sure hmm. what are your like what are your tips on dealing with these issues especially during pandemic you know how like I think the, the percentage of people reporting depression and anxiety have been more than tripled during this pandemic what are your tips <laughs> Especially what? for like anxiety, depression, yeah, dealing with those issues. Mm, I'm going to be honest. Um, I struggled dealing with them on my own. Mm-hmm. I had to go out and get medication, mm-hmm. which there is nothing wrong with like taking medication. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you're trying and it's like it's not working mm-hmm. and you feel like that's like the only way, then just like go for it. 
So with medication, this is with the medication, um, how I dealt with my anxiety was um, I had to, like, be aware of my surroundings because mm-hmm. sometimes, like, I would just be doing this, like, an anxiety attack, like, heart racing, sweating, tense. It's like, hey, like, we're here, like, be in a moment, like, see things count. And that sounds, like, so, like, Pinterest, but it worked for me. And, like, slow down my breathing and, like, you know, focus on myself. And then, like, the attack would, like, pretty much end. And I would have to, like, constantly do that whenever I I got an attack. Um, So I had to, for myself, there was, like, so much happening in the world with the pandemic. I had to limit my social media time. That's Mm -hmm. very important. Like, I had to put down my phone. Uh, no Facebook, no Instagram, because it was like it was too much. It was mm-hmm. too much. So, social media break. I I totally recommend social media breaks like all the time. You need to tell anyone you're leaving. Just leave. Like it's still gonna be there. Just like if you have to like deactivate it or delete the app, just do it. Do it for a week. Do it for a month. Like it's oh, it's life saving. Yeah, unfortunately, I work in social media, so I can't actually have a social media break unless I quit my job. <laughs> actually, though, I took a social media break from my because sh- I have a sh- um, shop right, on Instagram. Right. I, I I was honest about it. I was like, "Hey, you guys, like, I'm not feeling well, so I'm gonna take a, a mental w- mm-hmm. mental wellness break." And I put it there. I didn't check my Instagram. I didn't like do anything. Mm-hmm. I closed the shop for a little bit because like I needed like a break. Needed- like I had to take that break. Mm-hmm. And, um, ooh, for people with jobs in Korea. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to be honest. Like, I've been here for seven years, and uh, through six, I taught at public schools and hagwons, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Please use your sick days. Use your sick days. Don't let them, like, tell you, like, mm-hmm. oh, no, you can't use them. Like, even if you're not sick. Like, if you wake up and you're just like, oh, today's just not the day. Send him a message at like five or six, like, hey, I'm not mm-hmm. feeling well, I'm not coming in. Turn your phone off, like, <laughs> take your days. Mm-hmm. Like, you mm-hmm. have them, take them. You're not, like, you, they can't roll over from a right. semester to another semester. Like, if you don't use them, you lose them. And it's like, don't overwork yourself with these people. Like, you come first. Like, that's so important. I see people come here and they get so scared and it's just like, no, please take care of yourself first. Like, yeah, but the thing is, Korean companies don't have sick days. We only have leave. <laughs> well, for the schools, they do in the have contract, sick days? we do have mm, sick days. At like, least. Yeah, we have yeah. sick days that we can take. Mm-hmm. Like, you just have then to Then you should it. take yeah, it. Yeah, you Definitely. should. And a lot of people don't. I take them. Like, if I wake up and I'm like, okay, I don't, I'm not feeling it. Right. Let me message just someone. Just take it. And I just turn my phone off. Like, what can I do? Yeah. I mean, they can't fire me, like, ASAP. Who's going to replace me? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, people, teachers here should, like, realize their worth. Like, if yeah. you're not feeling well, like... Take time for you. <laughs> Take those sick days. Take those vacation mm-hmm. days. Take care of yourself. Right. I think generally, like, when it comes to, like, social media, the thing that you talked about, I think, because mm-hmm. um, I think your diet is also, it's not just what you eat, but it's also the content that you consume, mm-hmm. the people that you follow, and, mm-hmm. and the people that you spend time with, right? right so right. I think it's, it's important that you take time off it, but I think it's important that you you control the the people that you follow. So because I think you make a lot of comparison with the people on your social media, mm-hmm. and you know I think that creates anxiety and you know all that mental health issues. And I think it's 
I think that's really important as well. Yeah, yeah I just yeah. want to add that. <laughs> yeah, especially since we are living in an influencer society mm. kind of times, which I find really strange, but oh, yeah. that's another I topic. I Kardashians. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, uh, I recently did that for my shop page. I Because um, I was like, why am I following like all these influencers? You know? <laughs> yeah. Like... I don't care what I get being right. through in Korea. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I kind of cleaned it and mm-hmm. I follow other creatives, mm-hmm. um, yeah. other people with like mental advocates mm-hmm. and art people. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's really nice. Like, I get on Instagram, like, ooh, I can learn how to do that and procreate. Like, it's, just, right. it's like, it's refreshing. I'm not looking mm-hmm. at something like bad. I right. try to not follow so many things. Um, now my personal one That's like another story <laughs> We can't exactly Unfollow our friends Unfortunately well, I mean Technically you can hide Yeah yourself. like I, I hide some of my followers Because sometimes yeah. like Ooh girl what you doing <laughs> And I'm like I don't want to see it So I'm like Ooh I don't want to unfollow them So I'm just going to like Hide, hide them yeah. I need them um, With everything that's going out In the world mm-hmm. right now You know And right. I've been feeling like Helpless and hopeless Because mm-hmm. I can't like yeah, do something about it and it sounds really bad but sometimes you have to do it like you have to just like mute it mute, right. yeah and so I follow some social conscious celebrities mm-hmm. and like everyone's posting about it and mm. I did read some stuff like I did like oh you know do some research yeah, yeah. so I can know mm-hmm. but then like I would mm. see videos and pictures right. and I don't want to like, see those yeah, and it's things like, I can't do anything like I it just know, makes you feel worse yeah it makes you feel bad so I had to um Mute them mute for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to mute them. And that's okay. Like, yeah, it is okay. People are like always like, oh, no one's talking about this social issue. Mm-hmm. It's like people are, but everyone doesn't have the mental capacity to constantly like, always talk about it. Right. You know, there's people stronger than me who can mm-hmm. like constantly like talk about those things. And then, so. what, and then yeah, so everybody knows about this issue. But yeah, yeah. we as individuals, we really can't do anything. Right. So I, I think that's also important, like your news intake. Like especially if you like intertwine your news intake with social media, like oh, right. Which is why I really like um. So in my company back in Singapore, like we actually had an arm called Our Better World, and the point of that platform was to basically spread stories about people doing good, Mm. and I really like that because I mean you know news these days is just a lot of negativity, and we really need to bring back some of those positive stories of. Humanity and kindness, yeah. yeah. And yeah, I think just being unap- unapologetic about it, you know, mm-hmm. like prioritizing yourself, your mental health, right? And because a lot of people here, they like they just keep the stress inside, you know, they just mm-hmm. bear that stress. <laughs> and I think if you do that, like in the long term, it's not really beneficial for you. It's just gonna make you exactly. sicker and sicker, yeah. actually. And I mean, it, I guess you probably just drink yourself to death, but. Yeah. That's like a saying here, like keeping up with the Kims, you know? Like, no. oh, really? I don't know what saying. Keeping up with the Kims. Is, what does that mean? Okay, so <laughs> I, I will explain it. Uh-huh. It's like keeping up with the Kardashians, but keeping up with the Kims. Oh, okay. oh, so like, oh, this family, their son got sent abroad. He's at this like top Ivy League university, okay. whatever. And another feminist like they see it and they try to like emulate it yeah they, and like everyone's like constantly trying to ah. do these things you know like oh well my son just bought me this new bag and it's like oh well my son has to buy me that all right i mean it's a lot about social status yeah over like here. we all have to like have these things because like 
somebody else somebody has else it. has it and mm-hmm. then you so you see everyone having like the same things i know you see it like you see like the same shoes the same right shirt. right like, every so everyone's like once again it's like a unit there's mm-hmm. no like so if someone's like oh well i'm sick i don't feel well mental wise like but you're not following like the code like we're all the same like don't you complain about it like deal yeah. with it and it's like someone has to break that right someone has to be like hey wake him like <laughs> we should fix this problem mm-hmm. and i think once korea does that they figure it out like things would be like really better and also with that it trickles down to foreigners because mm-hmm. a lot of foreigners are afraid to get help because of how koreans would perceive them mm-hmm. like they're in their friends their partners employers like so it has to start at the top and once they start to recognize that and speak more on it it's beneficial for everyone here in korea seriously mm. yeah like i i think that's something that i was really stressed about as well because like i care about my mental health and like i i try to work on my like like my inner self you know my, my mental health and my thoughts and my values and even with mental health issues like i think as long as i get better at dealing with it and you know accepting them like i'm fine i think that's a big progress for mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. but when i came here like my family and everyone they care so much about the social status right mm-hmm. and they right. that's the stress that i mm. <laughs> i think it actually gave you more stress oh, yeah yes <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, they expect you to be working at a certain kind of in a, in a certain kind of company, like a table company. And if you don't, you're a failure. Yeah. yeah. If you're not earning a certain amount, you're a failure. If you are not married by a certain age, you're a failure. So basically, I I've checked all. I'm I am a failure by their standards, but yeah. you know, by my own standards, I think I'm doing quite fine. I'm I'm happy in what I mm. I'm I'm doing. I'm in a job which I enjoy. You know, I have free time. I have lots of friends, so I'm fine. But in by there are standards. I'm a failure. <laughs> yeah, no, I had to work on that. That's something I had to work on because, like, with me and myself, I feel like, like, oh, I'm top-ish. Like, I love myself. Like, ooh, mm-hmm. look at me taking care of my mental health. But then when I talk to, like, someone about it and mm-hmm. they're, like, the opposite, I start to see myself in their eyes. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I should, should I be ashamed because, like, right. I'm doing these things? And it's like, wait, no. Like, you're taking care of yourself, like, you shouldn't feel ashamed. Mm-hmm. And um, when I was back working and I was going through like depression, not anxiety, depression, like mm-hmm. really bad. Like it was bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I was afraid to like talk to a coworker about it, a Korean coworker about it. Like, cause mm-hmm. I didn't want them to see me in a different light. Yeah, in a different right. way. Cause I'm still me. I'm yeah. just not well right now. And it took me some years with. Korea, because mm-hmm. in America, this would have been no problem. Yeah. I would have told a friend and I would have got help. Mm-hmm. But in Korea, I was like, oh, like, I felt very not myself. I was afraid to, like, tell someone and then get the help. Um, it actually helped when I swapped visas because my school was no longer in control of my visa. Mm-hmm. Um, I could get help and then I could be, like, so open and honest about it. It was mm-hmm. like, because what can you do about it? I mean, like, you cannot hire me, that's okay, I can mm-hmm. find another job, but, right. like, other than that, like... You're not tied to your job anymore, so... Yeah, like, it's okay. So, like, last year, um, I um, had to get a health check, and mm-hmm. the question was there, it was like, well, are you receiving any, like, mental... Right, I-, I had to do a health yeah, check like last year, that. too. <laughs> and I was like, 
yep, I wrote down what kind, what mm-hmm. level. Like, I wrote everything down. I mm-hmm. just, like, submitted it. And I was like, ooh, that felt good. Because, like... You were being honest. Yeah, yeah. And when I first came here... You could not be. I couldn't be mm-hmm. honest. I lied about it. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's, like, my biggest, like... Yay, yay, I did that. And I got the job. Like, I worked it. (laughs) But it just felt really good to, like, go against the grain and, like, Mm -hmm. be honest about something Mm -hmm. that no one should hide. Right. Yeah. So even now, um, when I meet new people, they see my shop name, like, oh, Mm -hmm. you have anxiety, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, I do. (laughs) And what about it? Mm -hmm. And if they have, like, some negative, like, oh, well, you know, I'm like, okay, that's your problem. Not and it's, it's nice for me to see myself mm-hmm. as myself and not someone's, like, negative opinion on mm-hmm. my mental, like, wellness mm-hmm. and health. So that's, like, it's really good. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something maybe others are struggling with, too. I think a lot of people go through, like, mental health issues because, especially during pandemic, because... They're stuck at home and all they can do is scroll through yeah. social media. <laughs> to see what other people are doing i think like pre-pandemic our our life was like it was full of like meaningful things you know like that gave us meaning you know Mm -hmm. like like family friends you know we could go and meet them we could go and hang out we could have quality time and yeah i could go to the norebang and sing my heart out Mm. (laughs) not anymore (laughs) like we could go into even like even we could go into office and you know you would have that you know that vibe you get from the Mm -hmm. office you you have your colleagues just being social now it's like that's all taken away because of the pandemic and people just i mean before it was like it was given to us like we took it for granted basically yeah, and basically that was given to us but now it's like we have to be proactive and we have to go and create that ourselves you know no actually there are people who basically started becoming master chefs at yeah, home yeah i was like wow i think, I think that's good because yeah like, you i, I be don't like, think it's good like, I, I think it's a good you thing. should be investing in yourself you have mm. to keep like be proactive you keep yourself yeah. kind of intrinsically motivated kind of to to, to survive through through this mm-hmm. pandemic and and this you know to kind of deal with your mental health issues yeah. um in a proper way so like you know i think people shouldn't just like stay home and do nothing just watching <laughs> like the whole yeah, time just scrolling through your it, social it is media unhealthy <laughs> you know like, <laughs> so what you're getting on which is like really true i don't know if you know there's like maslow hierarchy of needs yeah like, right a pyramid yeah. and in that you know mm-hmm. we do need like social like interactive mm-hmm. like we will like when we don't have it we will like actively seek it seek yeah. it mm-hmm. so you had people like more on Instagram, TikTok, Bumble, Tinder. Like, I need to interact with right, people. Right. So uh, it was very interesting to watch unfold, um, especially, like, so we also need, like, stuff for the self. Mm-hmm. So you had people investing in stuff. You had mm. people baking mm-hmm. bread or mm. learning how to crochet or things like that. And it's, it's really Getting interesting. Getting fit, finally. Yeah. Because, like, oh, finally, I no longer have to go into office. So I actually yeah. have all this time to, like, exercise. So people, like, really start to, like, take care of themselves, of themselves yeah. in mm-hmm. some way because mm-hmm. they weren't like just you know just like getting it when you get outside mm-hmm. like once you're outside like so many things happen mm-hmm. strangers say hi mm-hmm. uh you know you go to work you speak with people you get invited out but once you're like alone it's like oh oh no what do i do caveman days <laughs> i have to like seek it out right pinterest because <laughs> like it's it's scientifically like scientifically proven as well there's a study that looked into rat park i don't know whether you've heard about it basically they had two different groups of rats one group, it was like they basically isolated the rats um, in, a, in a cage with nothing in it, like literally nothing, just white walls. Mm-hmm. And then the other group, it was like a paradise. 
like they had like food they had like you know this running machine to, to run they had other rats to, to interact with mm-hmm. and they gave two different uh, liquids types of liquids which is one was water and one was um drug Oh. And yeah, the like rats basically isolated um, in a cage with nothing in it. They become drug addict. Whereas the other group, they were in paradise. They don't become. They avoid drug. Oh, but, they avoid it. Yeah, because oh. they have so many other things to to interact uh-huh. with. So like it, it basically saying that that kind of happens because they have no meaning. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. they have no meaning and purpose in their life. That's why they become drug addicts. And like if you kind of apply that to human and how we're going through, you know, like you can see, you know, how it's important that. We have to seek that, you know, seek that interaction and that purpose in your life. Yeah. Or just turn to alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what happens. That's exactly like, that's what, what happens, happens here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No one's like getting the proper help. So it's like, oh, so yeah. Hmm. And like, I think this is something that we didn't talk about, but like mental health issues, um, I think it relates to the feeling of loneliness. I think this was on mm. our, our social, uh, our, one of the wellness Instagram posts. Yeah. Yeah. But basically they said like, um, human beings weren't born with mental health issues in the first place. Like there must be a trigger basically. Like there must be a trigger that caused mental health issues to kind of explode mm-hmm. to this generation. Um, and with that, sometimes it's true. Sometimes people are just like, born with like chemical imbalances not even not like parts of the brains are like not right like mm. something's missing something's mm-hmm. off but mm-hmm. with learn you have nature versus nurture mm, like right. how you were raised that could have something to do with like your mental yeah it's true health. yeah like so it's, it's kind of a mix of both mm-hmm. you know it's like what happens so you could have someone like there's been lots of studies actually mm-hmm. where um, twins who have been put into the system they adopt them off as like single like this is the only child mm-hmm. you know and they go to different places mm-hmm. but like once they like check on them they like notice like oh so this twin went to like a really like rich family mm-hmm. oh they're thriving like they're healthy they're happy this twin on the other hand their family's a little bit like like mid low class mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. he's struggling mm-hmm. he's he's doing bad his grades are bad mm-hmm. and blah 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 he has these issues mm-hmm. so you know you have things like that too and it's just it's, it's interesting you know to see mm-hmm. and um you have all these case studies out there you have all these books you have people who actually study it and you still like bring attention to it and you like you talk about it and people are just like no <laughs> <laughs> not true fairy tales snow white cinderella right, like, even though you give them scientific evidence yeah, like, no no like, no it's, um these are real things and also like loneliness um it goes back to like the hierarchy of needs like mm-hmm. everyone wants to belong everyone wants to feel yeah. something you know right. and if you're like you're not getting that um it it can turn into like you know depression mm-hmm. And then that depression, like, it drags on. So now it's clinical, you know, Mm -hmm. and you have, like, all these problems with that. So you have to address it somewhere. Yeah, it's like, I think it's because if you look at mental health from, like, evolutionary perspective, they, it's like, like, a million years ago. I think, you know, that was when, like, human evolved the world, Mm -hmm. like, they're now. But I think, like, we were, like, tribal animals, right? That's why, like, we were in tribe, we are in groups, we are in family we're, like we're, we lived with our loved ones and you know they were like hunting they were like running around um, and I think I think there was a study that said it's 
because it's only when they try to separate themselves from the tribe that they become lonely and therefore more depressed. Mm. And like, if you compare how people lived like back then and how how we live now, like we, a lot of young people live alone, you know, with just themselves like surrounded by these like buildings. <laughs> they don't really exercise a lot because they we have like cars to get around mm. and then um yeah they they even get like food delivered <laughs> they don't really they, you know like they don't really hunt they don't do anything yeah. you know <laughs> and um that's that's probably why um i think a lot of things that you know psychologists and psychiatrists doctors they um, advise people to do in order to kind of improve their mental well-being now are like things that we used to do back then you know like exercise hiking yeah mm, expose yeah, yourself to the yeah, like nature right. and have quality time with friends i i think for mm. for like basic like kind of things like with anxiety and depression mm. those things are like good for that for especially with depression like just you know having close friends to like mm-hmm. reach out and mm-hmm. check on you like to like even if you don't want to go out like to force you out because like you right. need it yeah. you know really yeah. it's really important to have at least one good friend in your neighborhood oh yes <laughs> seriously to just be like hey do you want to grab a drink yeah you need yeah. that because that's that's also good it, mm-hmm. especially like if you're like you sit home and you just like stew in your own like right. issues like so you just go out to go out and get even if it's just someone. like yeah yeah that's also really good. Yeah. That and just being aware that you could, if you really needed help, that you could find something near your city mm-hmm. or in your city. Hmm. Like, um, learn the phone numbers. Learn the phone numbers. Uh, yeah, I think that that's uh, something that yeah. that most of us do not do because we have our phone. So, yeah, you don't even remember yeah. your, your best friend's phone number, for example. Like, but even with that, like, if you look in your phone right now, like, do you have a a number to like if you were having an emergency you could like call this place and they could come like do a check on you I just rely on friends here (laughs) (laughs) yeah but I think friends are really important it's it's so important I think because I think one of the things that I struggled because in in Korea is because because I um, I was raised abroad like I don't have a lot of friends here Mm -hmm. and like a lot of friends that I've met here they're like Korean Korean so Mm -hmm. like like I always feel like there's this barrier that you know, like that, I can't really connect get with connect them. with them properly, and I can't really have in depth, you know, conversations. So, like, I think a lot of my friends here that I genuine like that I can have like a genuine conversation are like people with similar background as mine, or mm-hmm. you know, foreigners. Like, I I obviously understand because I lived abroad for a long time. So, yeah, I think I think friends are really really important <laughs> because like I, we have. Like I have family here, but like I mean, if I be really honest, I they can't. Like they can't probably can't really understand the struggles exactly. that you're going through <laughs> exactly. because yeah, it's just different thinking. Mm. Friends, it'll have to be like ten. It just be one. Yeah, honestly, you just really need one good friend. Yeah, just one good friend. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, I think, I think it's time to wrap up. <laughs> okay. Sadly, um, it's about time for us to wrap up today's conversation. And I want to thank both of you, Jamila and Amelia, for joining the conversation today. And also thank you to people who might be listening um, to this episode through Anchor FM, Spotify, YouTube and Apple Podcast. Updates on our next sessions and episodes will be in our on our Instagram, which is at Creative Soul Sessions. And yeah, 
we will come back uh, with our next episode. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs>